to the Fizzle Show, a podcast for online business builders where we share our lessons learned from earning a living online for the last several years. Your hosts are, if we were animals, Corbett would be a dolphin, highly intelligent, smooth, and streamlined, and loves to surf the ocean waves. Barrett would be a Labrador retriever, highly dependable, loves people, loves balls. Chase would be a Tasmanian devil. The cartoon one, a whirlwind of energy and chaos, but somehow still a likable character. That one comes to us from Darlene, all the way up in Canada. Thanks, Darlene. In this episode, a fizzler recently launched their product and achieved significantly lesser results than, than she expected. And if you've ever been there, you remember the heaviness of that realization where you say almost like, okay, that was my, that was my launch. These are my results. Now what? Does, does this product suck? Do I suck? No, you don't suck. Welcome to the I'm an Entrepreneur Party. Bring your own booze and crippling sense of worry. The good news is this. There are things you can do to grow your sales, revenue, audience, etc. After your launch, we call these growth tactics. And in this episode, we discuss common growth tactics, what you should know about them, and our recommendations on the things you should do absolutely first right away. Follow along at home, fizzleshow.co slash 75. I'll be back after this to fill in any gaps. Let's get into it. I heard that you don't ever have your phone off of vibrate. I don't. I feel like that's the normal. That's the norm. Do you? A lot of people do that? It's definitely normal. Yeah. I mean, how many times do I miss the vibrate? Do you let your phone actually ring out loud? Yeah. You, you know people hate that, I, right? I've never heard your phone actually ring. Yeah, because I'm sensible with my ringtone. Oh, got it. It's not like it goes like... Is it your voice? Is it your voice? It's like, it's Chase's voice like, Hey, girl, you're looking good today. Been working, you've been working out? Hey, girl. That's Parrot in the gym, ATL. Hey, girl. Like your pets. You work out? You doing them flies? I don't think you're supposed to talk about girls' pecs. No, no you know, it's that part above. It's it's a strength. It's like a... Hop- okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably just leave that. Corbett's just like, that's not... That's just never. Yeah. Ever. I, my phone to me is basically just a giant annoyance. Yeah. Whenever somebody calls or texts or something, I'm just like, no, I don't need to get to that right now. Well, you do. No, I'm kidding. Really. I'm oh. kidding. Oh, uh, I, as I was telling you guys earlier, uh, I I moved like the things. There's these things that are like on my home screen, where even if there's I have nothing to do with my email or tweet, like I'll just thumb open, just goes my there. thumb just goes there. It's, it's like, like a pattern, exactly. Yeah. Addiction just goes straight there. So um, for I moved those off of the home screen. So now my now my thumb looks at the home screen through its eyes and the tip of its finger, and it goes. Whoa. Wait a minute. Wait. I don't what. What the do you weather. mean? The weather. <laughs> the weather. Yeah. Why is Instagram we- here? Weather's one of those things. I got to check that weather. Yeah. You weather. never know. It might have changed from the last. I got time all my favorite it. cities in the weather app. Check too. that dub. It's like, oh yeah, it's like Atlanta, San Francisco, Portland. I got to find out what's going Speaking on. Speaking of you know? San Francisco, yeah. Atlanta, and Portland, you got FOMO. You're worried that you're going to be missing out on weather somewhere. Well, we gotta are know how Chase is feeling for know? the very first time, all in the same room. Same room. Well, I mean, we've been in the same room together, but we are the three of us, the new. Trio, the new Fizzle Show yeah. trio, together in the same room recording for the first time. For the very first time, Caleb, our, our longtime, our longtime uh, friend and co-founder, has uh, um, has sailed off to uh, to to ply his oars in the river 
play of because uh, that's what a, biz- a business is, right? It's just a boat. It's just a <laughs> rowing. It's just massive boat. You got to get the right people in the right seat. Yep. You, you got to apply those words. Because if you don't have the right people. So uh, we were in San Francisco. We're having a week of, of strategy planning, all hands Strat- meeting. I call it the Fizzle Meat Space event yeah. on my calendar. M-E-A-T. Every day at 7 o'clock, I get an alert. Meat Space. Fizzle Meat Space. Oh, you're like, oh, I'm here. You're right. That Thanks. way you don't have that thing where you wake up and you're like, Ma, where am I? <laughs> exactly. So on the show today, I want to talk about some uh, uh, growth stuff because that's the stage that we're really in. We're trying to figure out the best possible ways to grow this thing. And we also heard a story recently of a fizzler who launched a thing, didn't get the results that they wanted. And I know what that feels like. And it's sort of a, it, it, it sucks the air out of, out of the, the business idea for, for that moment. Because you're feast or famine in your business stuff. Like either things are going the way they should be, or everything's going to is going to crap, right? Yep. So you have that moment where you're like you're you're expecting to get this, like you know 25 sales from a list of I don't know 250, and instead you get two, right? And because your expectations were off, you feel like now your business is a dumb idea potentially, right? And it's scary when you only get a few sales because you worry that the whole product isn't viable. Yeah, but. I think the overall picture here is launches are important. You don't want to squander your launch. Mm. We've been over that before. We established that. But um, a launch just constitutes a small sliver of the overall sales you're going to make from your thing over its lifetime. Mm -hmm. And so you got to remember like a a disastrous launch doesn't mean that the entire product is disastrous and you can recover from that. And, um, you know, a lot of times people look at it like, I put all this time and effort in and I launched and I only made a thousand dollars. Well, yeah, okay. So maybe that wasn't worth the time. Yeah. But look over the next two years, how much are you gonna make from that? And then it's like, oh yeah, that sixty days I spent on that thing, now that it yeah. paid off ten thousand or whatever it is that it adds up to a hundred thousand dollars, then it's like, okay, now it matters. Yeah. That and time was worth it. We do a weekly webinar type thing with Fizzlers. We call it Fizzle Friday and um I was on one this past Friday and Julia Tunstall from abarabove.com who, and mastermindfinder.com. And mastermindfinder, who I absolutely love, and she does a great job. And she brought this up. She said, you know, I feel like our culture, uh, just in, in the internet in general, is just way too launch crazy. Yep. We're mm-hmm. way too focused on the launch. And I like that because I, I share that same belief. Yeah. Because everybody, you know, feels like you have to, this is, you make all your money on the launch, which is fine. There's a lot of people who make a lot of money on the launch. So I'm not saying you can't make money on the launch, but I'm saying I'd much more, rather make a business that lasts a long time, viable option. I don't know, it just feels... When you do a business that, anyways, it's not about well, and, launching. No, but I mean, even look at even look at big companies like Apple. You know, the new iPhone six, whatever yeah. came out, and they were predicting they wanted to sell eighty million within the first uh, quarter or something by the end of the year, basically. Mm-hmm. And they did ten million for their launch weekend. And that's a lot. Yeah, but it's one eighth what they want to sell by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And if you added up the rest of the sales for the next year, it's probably like one fifteenth or one twentieth of what they're going to sell overall. Yeah, and that's a really big company. So. Yeah, yeah. So the launch is important, and it gets the it kind of sets the tone and gets the buzz out there, and yep. you get to finally recoup some of the time and effort and money you've put into it. Yep. But it's just one little piece of it. Yeah, and it's really just the the price of entry. You know, it's like the the cover charge at the entry to the bar. You can't have a good time with your friends just by you know not being in there. Mm. You got to get in first. You know, you have to have a product to make money to run a business. True. And yep. so you have to have a plan on an ongoing basis. Yeah, so you might enter with some swagger or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. You come up in the club, 
Yeah. You look good. And you look good. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're cool though. Doesn't I mean But you, you can also just slink into the club quietly. You slink and in. then and then you can have a great time later. Hey, life the party. Hi, you know, is this where the dancing goes? Right. <laughs> I always slink into the club. Is this where the dancing happens? Hi, are there girls in there? <laughs> so so what I wanna want what I wanna talk about today is like not not about the launch, but about after you've launched, after you have a product out there, something out there and or or a business, a SaaS product, whatever whatever it ends up looking like. Yep. How do you then uh, grow it from there. How do you scale? What are the tactics? Let's, I want to get into because we're thinking of the same thing. We have Fizzle. Fizzle is thirty five dollars a month, and you can be a member of a community that won't let you quit as an entrepreneur. And by the way, Fizzle Show listeners, we have a URL for you to go to. Yeah, if you're interested in giving Fizzle a shot for six weeks for free on us, we're mm-hmm. so confident you're going to love it. Here's the thing, guys. I am so confident you're going to love the ShamWow. I mean, Fizzle. That it will change your life. We're going to throw in a second membership for free. Exactly. <laughs> so six weeks for free. What's on the us, URL? Fizzle dot, uh, fizzleshow.co slash, slash try. try. You got it. Um, so jump in there if, if you if you haven't yet. I, so, I think you'd like it. And this, what you're witnessing right now, live, mm-hmm. is one growth tactic. So mm-hmm. so one way for us to grow our thing yeah. is to mention what we do more often. A lot yeah. of times we get 70-something episodes into the podcast and we're like, do we ever really tell people like what we do? I think we <laughs> vaguely mention it once yeah. in a while. But So one growth tactic is to be more specific mm-hmm. in mentioning what you do to your audience. Always, number one tactic, BMS. Yeah. Be, be more, more specific. specific. You got it. <laughs> but before, okay, so that's what we're going to talk about. Yep. Tactics, things to do to grow. Rich but before we do that, a lot, I mean, the richest of tits. The, the, uh, tips. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. It's a family oh, show, no. Chase. It's a family show. Get uh, it um, together. Uh, but I did say tips, uh, or maybe ticks, something ticks, like that. Yeah. But before we do, we do have, uh, we wanted to, to talk about I need to hear from you guys what's new in Fizzle because we've all been working on different projects. Well, you know, because you were in the middle of, of most of them. But yeah, but let's, let's no, it's good. Tell people what's going, what's been going. Because we, we haven't updated what's inside yeah. of Fizzle in a long time. So, but let's do so it you guys, really quick. You guys, I really let's make let, let's make this an ad read, like a minute and a half. Yeah, yeah. You guys jump in at any point. But the biggest thing I think that we've launched in the past couple of months since maybe we've mentioned it or updated people is the concept of paths within Fizzle. So. The idea is we have a lot of individual courses. You can come in and learn something very specific. Mm -hmm. But those specific courses are aimed at a broader goal. The Mm. big goal, of course, is to help you build an online business, doing something you're proud of, put food on the table, all that kind of stuff. But to get there, you need to break it down into different components. Mm. So we came up with this this concept of paths, which are sort of a curated set of courses and other resources to get you closer to some specific goal. CORs, courses and other resources. Yeah. This is Chase's new thing, by the way. Yeah, he, Whatever like you say, he turns into an acronym. You say. That's right. Um, new thing. So, for example, you might want to grow your audience, mm-hmm. right? So if you go into the grow your audience path within Fizzle, mm-hmm. you're going to find, I don't know how many, like 10 different curated resources, including courses. Like um, we have a course on how to create effective and engaging content with Leo Babauta. That's in the path on how to grow your audience because yeah. he has some very specific strategies and tips and tricks in there. So um, we have six of these paths to launch with from growing your audience to building a podcast to building and launching a product to building a services business to expanding your network and um, to starting a blog that matters. These are all different paths within Fizzle with a great curated set of resources that will hopefully get you 
from I don't know anything about how to grow my audience to yeah. holy crap, this is like a world class education on what I need to do. Yeah, exactly. And I think the problem this solved for us was we had new members coming into Fizzle and they were saying, whoa, there's so much stuff here. It looks so valuable. What do I do first? Mm-hmm. You know, and so this helps them to see, okay, here's where I am and here's where I want to go. This is what I do. All right, that's your minute and a half. All right, that's it. Oh, right, the end. geez. Yeah, wow. that's it. So anything left, we'll maybe mention another episode. Okay, fair enough. We do have like new courses and stuff like that that yeah. are great, but uh, let's jump into the topic. All right, let's do it. All let's right. get it going. All right. So I thought one way we could approach this topic, mm. and I think the reason you brought it up is that... What's the reason I brought... What do you think is the reason why I brought this up? Well, we found that podcasting goes better when we have a topic in mind. Uh, so, well... <laughs> so that was one uh, reason. That wasn't a double blind It's a heck of a test. concept. That uh, was one reason. <laughs> Another re- reason was that now that Barrett's on the show, we want to look professional in front of him. Yeah, we got to make... We got to... Corbett, honestly, you look good. Your hair looks great. You're a little unshaven. Oh, no, really? Oh, I just shaved you're yesterday. you're the one to dock. Barrett's right there. <laughs> yeah, you're the one to dock. Right your there. mustache is like collecting. <laughs> I saw a friend today. She's <laughs> like, why is your mustache so... And just did Un- a wavy thing uncount- with her hands. <laughs> I can't That's believe Jessica like did it. that. We went to Gumroad to see their headquarters. <laughs> and she just comes... Jessica's like, why is... Oh, what's, hi. What's, up, what's on your mouth? <laughs> what's wrong with that? Is that it a roadkill? Looks, like, looks like you have something on your face. <laughs> I've just given up. It's a bit of a... We just, we I just don't give you. Yeah, we don't give right. you. Feedback. Do you have a van? We just don't let you do videos when you're in that. State. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Though our productivity course is, and I'm just like, I'm like righteous with the mustache and the productivity oh. course, and I think it's one of our one of my favorites it's a great to watch. Sure. Because it's funny. Yeah. That's and you one just of the stare at your funny- mustache the whole time. Can and you I- imagine this guy in no shave November? It's coming up here in a month. Oh, and. Why, what do you call it? No shave. Us. Is that like the? Um, it's a, the, a prostate awareness. Prostate. No, but it's Mo- called right? Movember. Movember. But Movember. Okay, yeah, okay. You said no shave November. Well, I thought Barrett maybe... wouldn't know. Look at him. He's, he doesn't even have. He has like four facial hairs to his name. I, think, I can maybe get four facial hairs, guys. <laughs> I get. It's like the desert in some areas. Really? Yeah, nothing. And I want the casual physical show listener to know that my wife has an absolute massive crush on Barrett. So even though he's got that like three. <laughs> facial hair thing what are we doing right it's now just, i don't know i don't know <laughs> let's just be honest the fernet and coke is starting to work all right it's okay, a, okay, i'm right. loosening up so, so growth so back growth, to growth growth, yeah. growth if you can't get it growing yeah. there's some pills you can take oh, no God. so so just just to give people context mm-hmm. in terms of fizzle we've uh we opened the doors about two years ago originally yeah and we've got a nice little business on our hands but um <laughs> nlb when you're <laughs> It, that that joke's not funny anymore. No. <laughs> when you crack laugh. yourself up, it only gets better. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so two years, two we've, years, we've big got accomplishment, an, right? We've got an NLB okay. on our hands, <laughs> right? And <laughs> my point was that um, as a small team, mm-hmm. you know, it's very easy to take your eye off of one particular ball that you're trying to juggle while you're juggling the rest, and and things can kind of plateau in certain areas. Yeah. Um. So for the past, like I don't know, since Barrett started, we spent about five months focused on internal things. The the paths that we just talked about came out of that. Mm. And just other ways of keeping members engaged and um, retaining them for longer as yeah. members. So when you take your foot off of one gas pedal, then suddenly you're like, oh, sh-, like this other stuff is going by the wayside. So mm-hmm. we decided to turn our attention back to growth because we, plat- we plateaued a little bit with yeah. growth. Yeah. And we talked about this in terms of the podcast a while back. We noticed the growth of the podcast plateaued a little bit um, and some other things as well. So we're focused on growth, and so one way into this topic is to kind of talk about the things that we're approaching from a growth standpoint. Mm-hmm. Because whether you have an ebook or a membership site like us, or a course, a one-off course, or a SaaS product, or whatever, 
you're going to have a similar um, goal, which is that over time you would love month over month for the interest and sales in your product to grow. Yeah. And a lot of the tactics are the same, whether it's a membership site or not. Basically, you have this group of people out there in the world who are your potential target customers. You have ways of getting in front of them. Mm-hmm. And then once once you're in front of them, you have different ways to pitch your product and to get them into what marketers call the funnel, right? Oh, the and funnel. I like to say that Fizzle puts the fun in funnel. Oh, <laughs> I hadn't heard that one before. <laughs> I got nothing. Nothing. Yeah, you keep trying, buddy. So it'll come. <laughs> Just keep drinking. So we can we can talk about this in terms of what are our top drivers of growth, and the yeah. way we're looking at this is what what do we know are already our top drivers of uh, new members, mm-hmm. and how do we get those individual pieces to grow? Yeah. And I think a lot of these. So hold on, what you're to saying to the, the now let's let's translate that to like to like yeah. everybody in the audience, right? So what are looking at your business? Where what are the channels? What are the places? What are the resources where people are coming to you most? So it might be search. Right. It might be uh, uh, podcast listeners. It might be your blog posts. It might be social media. It might be all of these different. Could things. be advertising. Mm-hmm. It could be member referrals. There's and these all are all, what do you call these channels? Yeah, sure. I guess in your so. world. Yeah, I would channels. I would end up calling them channels. My, my world. In your in your you know yeah. your world. Analytical yeah. spreadsheet. In your in your I have the so, right so answer. So let's take a step mode. back real quick and just say so. You know, when we had this conversation, we sat down to talk about it. We kind of said, okay, let's look at what's already happening. So that's kind of what you just said, Chase, Mm -hmm. right? Is like, okay, here's what's happening now to help us grow. And then we started looking at, okay, what are all the possible ways we could grow either doing more of what we're already doing or new channels, basically, right? Right. And how do we open that? And we're assuming for us, because we've been around for a little while, we've built other businesses and we've been working on this one for a while. We're assuming that most of the, uh, that we know about a lot of the channels already. Yep. But we do suspect that there are a few that we haven't been taking advantage of. Yeah, well, none of us have done a podcast before and and tried to, like, actually get that to be a place where uh, we can we know how to grow an audience here, and we would assume that from the from the ground up because we know how these things work. But to try to get then people who are listening to a show somewhere to then get on a web page and become a member of a thing that's something that we've never really done before. Yeah. We never figured that we had to figure that out, and that's been really exciting for us just because um, the 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 URL you mentioned earlier, fizzleshow.co slash try. Yeah, that directs people to a special offer that we're just giving to podcast listeners for a six-week free trial. We don't do that anywhere else. But the other thing it does is it tags those members with a campaign ID for us so that Mm -hmm. we can say, ah, that actually works. Like We got a bunch of people who signed up over the past couple of weeks because we mentioned that thing. And podcasting is unique in that way because we're talking to people. They might go and type in Fizzle, but we have no idea that they did that because of the podcast. Except anecdotally, when they sign up, they tell us, yeah. Hey, I've been a Fizzle Show listener for the past six months, and I finally decided to check you guys out. Which, by the way, I mean, it's it's it's. Can you believe that people number one listen to this show? Number two, we hear so many great things from people. I mean, it always because we hear plenty of bad things too. I mean, always it's always like what there's some Barrett can tell me some research study from some <coughs> research study person. It's like well, you're gonna, always going to hear the bad feedback. Science, you're uh, some science reason for why science. you always hear the bad. You always remember the bad reason, even though 250 people are like, "This is amazing." Yeah. Three went like, 
they don't really get to the point fast enough for me. And <laughs> right. I'm just like, and I know we don't, but I love that people actually do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's still like a, it's always, it's you're always not a like, real get to the point kind of guy. It's, though, a, so. it's a great feedback mechanism though, is your point. And so I think at a high level strategy standpoint, you kind of say, okay, so what are we doing right now? What's working? What's not? So that indicates you have to measure, you have to know how to get at that yep. data. To so hold on. Let's, let's, well, and so, and so just, okay. we, we identified our top drivers okay, of so new members. List off what ours are, and yeah, I will. Perfect. But this is a this is a unique thing that we have as an advantage from being an online business mm-hmm. because we can find these things out. Because when somebody comes to your site and types in your URL or they click through from Twitter or Google or whatever, if you're using an analytics tool properly, like Google Analytics, and you have goals set up within there for when someone becomes a member, we have this thing called a goal in Google Analytics. So we know, you know, let's say we added 100 members. Yeah. Uh, we get to go in and look and say, from those 100 members, where did they come from? Yeah, exactly. And so that's where I found this information out. That's, yeah. where, that's why we know that our top drivers of growth are these six things that, that we're yeah. going to mention. The podcast fits in there um, partly from the anecdotes, the mm-hmm. stories that we hear, and partly also from just the past few weeks since we've been mentioning this trial offer uh we've seen how many people are signing up from that so it fits into this list as well so just before we jump in real quick so the point then is be prepared to measure right just as you set out on this be prepared to yeah to evaluate it and i think and i think that's a big that's just a big lesson in terms of growth is measurement is really important and using data to inform so hold on hold on hold on we're keep we keep walking around this thing now i'm getting us to the point what we've said is how do people find your thing and sign up for your thing be aware of those things write them all down okay then uh, let's so for example list off the ones right mm-hmm. now that that are that come to ours. Okay, right. so our our top six. Uh-huh. I don't know why they're six, but <clears throat> they were the ones that were like meaningful chunks. It's the number of the beast. That's natural, why there's a natural breakpoint. Right? Yeah, I mean, exactly. It just seemed like yeah, they yeah. were significant. Okay, so and this is in order for us. Our top top six sources of new member signups are first of all our content, and what I mean by that is the published content on the Sparkline. All the blog posts that we publish there every week and that we have in our archives, people come to visit that content from all kinds of places all around the web um, and from Google searches. They find that stuff and then they sign up. So that's our that's our biggest source. Connected to the internet, connected to the Google. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So that's our biggest one, and that's good to know because people talk about content marketing, content marketing. Like, yeah. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. It works, like yeah. especially if you well, and, give it. Time. And that's our pedigree. That's exactly where we come from. That's what we've that's done. That's our from bread. The that's our yeah. bread and butter. The second biggest source of new members for us are affiliates, hmm. and this might surprise people, especially that are familiar with Fizzle, because we don't have a big public affiliate program. Uh, we have a big member referral program that we tell people about, but affiliates we really just reserve for people that we believe are going to send us high quality referrals and yeah. not do a bunch of spammy bullshit. Because mm-hmm. I, I ran affiliate programs, like for example, I had this course called Start a Blog That Matters. We had an open affiliate program and a thousand people signed up for the affiliate program. Yeah. Maybe only 10 people sent any meaningful volume of referrals to us mm-hmm. and the rest did put up all this garbage YouTube review crap that didn't work yeah. and it just kind of makes you feel about the internet yeah, it can ruin it can ruin your brand yeah it dilutes your brand yeah you, you, yep. you, hey start a blog that matters get the number one tip tricks and hacks and, and if you don't have any problems with this well then you're a crazy person right. just like all those crazy people in the south like yeah. and you just hear like the someone south, can just say crazy. some something and now it's all of a sudden so like because then you go from you know start a blog that matters.com and then it goes why to start a blog that matters.com well, they not, start that up. and not even that but people were impersonating me on twitter yeah. they had like my photo with like some variant of the name of the product well, 
And then you're like, and I would write Twitter and they're like, you know, sorry, we can't do anything about that. And you're like, geez, you know, and, yeah. and that's only because you incentivize people yeah. to sell your thing. So you have to be careful with that. It yeah, and be- that's why, that's why affiliate, yeah, affiliate stuff has always been, it, people make real monies doing it and doing, doing it well. Like Pat is a great example. Pat Flynn from smartpassiveincome.com. Awesome example of how to do it well. Mm. You try something out, you make an honest review of it. You tell, you tell someone, hey, use the, There's 90 web hosts you can choose from. Yep. Choose Bluehost, and this is why. Here's exactly how so, to set it up. And just for people who aren't fil- uh, familiar with the concept, so Pat is representing other people's products, mentioning it, and then earning a commission for selling it. Yeah. We are on the flip side of mm-hmm. that transaction. We're offering to a select group of people that if they uh, mention Fizzle and someone yeah. signs up, then we give them a commission. They're basically sales reps, but we're the difference between having an open referral or affiliate program where anybody can sign up and do the thing and and commissioning essentially sales reps like right. a Pat Flynn or a Scott Dinsmore or people like this who have who are who are putting their ass on the line to do something who have values and live honestly and you know do these things well we trust them with our name and brand in that capacity and you're saying that they're number 2 on the list of they're number two. Up. They're number two on our list. So and we're very intentional about. Who we're very we, intentional. Who we work yeah, with, we right? just re- yeah. reach out to specific people that we think will send high quality and enough volume to make it worth dealing yeah. with. Mm-hmm. Um, we also upgrade members who are uh, referral members who refer people to Fizzle. Once they've referred a certain number, then we upgrade them to affiliates where we pay them cash. Mm-hmm. Um, but initially, they earn a discount on their membership. Yeah. So number three for us is our email list. So what that means is that they um, became aware of us at some point, signed up for something they wanted to download, like our Defining Your Audience Guide mm-hmm. or the Just Ship It Challenge or whatever. They you know, participated in those things. And then eventually, from an email that we sent out, they clicked to, yeah. uh, to find out about Fizzle, and then they signed up. Mm-hmm. So our email list is number three. Number four are podcast listeners. And uh, again, that's really that's just from the try link, or is that from how have you tracked that so, so far? So some of this data, the the overall data, I was looking at the past three months. Yeah, for podcast listeners, I slotted that in here based on what we've seen over the past three weeks. Okay, got so, it. So I don't know that incredible. it's exactly number four. It's pretty good though, but it's yeah, it it definitely has been a big yeah. thing. And and we have um, somewhere around like forty thousand listeners a month. I mm-hmm. think is is what we were doing recently. Yeah. So, you know, you would expect that's a pretty good size audience because our blog audience is 120,000 people or something. So yeah. you would expect that the podcast should send a decent And each and every one of them I love personally. Podcast listeners or yeah. blog readers? Podcast listeners. All of them. Mostly podcast listeners. And so the decision there on the podcast was, you know, you could grow revenue by having sponsors or we could essentially be our own sponsor, right? Yeah. And kind we of were say, approached by a couple of people to do the sponsor thing and we actually were heading down that road and then it was like, wait a second. If we just talk about fizzle, we can make a we can we can earn a actual more sustainable income. Right. Well, and here's the thing: it's like if you I don't know what the numbers were that we were throwing around, but if it's like let's say five hundred bucks or a thousand bucks an episode or yeah. something that you might get, that's by the way, if you're listening to this and you are thinking about podcasting, doing a daily show leads to a lot more ad revenue for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you have a weekly show like ours, it's like we could put some cash in our pocket, some some spare change, but we don't have to refer that many fizzle members. To vastly exceed the revenue that we would earn from pot, mm-hmm. from sponsorships, yeah, and we get so. that long term relationship. You know, it's just more more of a chance for us to actually impact people and, and have a positive yeah. Uh, yeah. reputation. I tell you them, what's so impacting great. me right now is your V neck, Barrett. My V neck is you're excellent. like you're it's like kind the, of a light V. It's not a deep you're v. like the fizzle pool I don't do boy. The deep Vs. You are. How do you like that for net and coke? This is your first one. It's doing great. 
I have experience for net thanks to you. Yeah. For net and Coke now. This is the first time. Yeah. You're doing Na- it? National drink yeah. Argentina. It is. It's they good. drink it like crazy in Argentina. Like water. Me Argentina. and everyone listening to this, we're, we're sharing my first drink together. You guys? For net and Coke. And I couldn't think of a better 40,000 people to do this with. I couldn't no. either. I couldn't either. <laughs> okay, so we are, uh, we are now at number five. We're at number five. And this is just... This, this is, is sound kind of like... It, there's like a little ambiance in this room. It almost sounds like we're on stage somewhere. We're a little bit like we're in a cabin in the woods. And I brought us all here because I wanted to show you something. And, oh, no. uh, okay, okay. Here we go. <laughs> let's, let's get back to it. <laughs> So where we actually I was gonna are, head is, towards is a, a horror great, movie, a great, a great Airbnb place in San Francisco. Yeah, and we got the windows. But hold on, just quickly go through the rest of the list because this is we're I'm not even. To. This yeah. is just like, are look, you on edge? I'm on edge because there's a lot to talk about. Okay, right, Do you hate right. when I have lists? No, your list is great, but it's the first of many tips, tricks, and hacks. Uh, oh, is and rich, it? rich tips that we want to get into? Okay, okay. Yeah. Number so five, all number we're talking, we're still in. Make sure you know where your stuff is currently okay. coming from. Yeah. So I just want to mention one other thing, people like people that are like into marketing here, they might be, wait a second, like some of those overlap, like your email list and your, and your blog whatever. posts. Yeah. So, you know, when you look at Google, Google analytics, there's a lot of choices you have to make about how you're going to measure this stuff because analytics will tell you, well, are you talking about the first time somebody clicked through yeah. or the last thing that they clicked on before they bought or, yeah. you know, so there's different ways to slice and dice and you're going to yeah. see overlaps in your data um, to some degree. Um, the fifth one is new course releases, new blockbuster course releases. So we've put out a couple of courses that led to big influxes in members. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first one was uh, Start a Blog That Matters. When we rolled that into Fizzle, we saw this, this big-ass uptick. The other one was... Um, BAU. When, <laughs> Got like eight BAUs. The other one was uh, when we <laughs> released the um, Book Yourself Solid course. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people are familiar, but Book Yourself Solid is like a New York Times bestselling book by massive, Michael Port. Massive. Michael Port's great. He does a really good job in the it's book. It's incredible. Really tough, tender hands. We worked with Michael Port's people to create a Book Yourself Solid Essentials course inside Fizzle. It's included in your membership. It's incredible. And um, that led to a nice uptick in members. So we know that those yep. events can lead to, to more members for us. And then the last one is member referrals. So instead of affiliates, you know, friends who are referring people and getting paid cash, members can refer new Fizzle members and they get a lifetime discount off of their yeah. Fizzle membership. And we get a decent number of people every month from that. Yeah. So those are the top six for us. So it sounds like, okay, so that, that's all walking through. These are examples of channels that you could be getting sales and, and leads from, mm-hmm. okay? And there's many, many more than what we've just listed off. Those are our top six. There's a lot of other places you can go. Notice that how advertising isn't on there at all. We haven't done any advertising, except we've done a couple things. We're fiddling with stuff now. That's the stage that we're in. And maybe we should mention that right now as a second. The, but for, first, first things first, where are your current leads uh, and sales coming from? Be aware of that. Because the questions to ask yourself about that is what's working really well? Right. What isn't working well that you thought was working well? And the, what could be working better? Yeah, and, and the idea there is that the answer, the solution for your growth might be right under your nose. Yeah. It may be something mm-hmm. that you tried and you just kind of, yeah, you're like, oh, I did is, that. So. This is the hard part about where we where or a business like ours is or where like, you know, a fizzler who launches a product and it doesn't do as well as it, it, it you now the launch is over and now it's like, okay, well, what do I do now? Right? Am I gonna? Is this gonna be a thing that I just like sell when I launch something and right. figure that out? Well, now you have a lot. You have so many options to do. Like you can set, you can launch into a twelve-part blog series on X, Y, and Z, where you try to syndicate that on on other sites and try to drum up a lot of people to come be a part of you know 
episodes one through twelve of right. you talking about this series. Right. That's a content oriented, you know, thing. You could do an advertising oriented sort of campaign. You could do there's so right. many options now, right? Well, and if so, you look at this list that we have, it's it's interesting that you know, we had to if you talk about content or podcast listeners or the email list or whatever, these are things that we built. Mm-hmm, we yeah. took the time to create these things, even though they're free, right? These are free resources that we spend a lot of time on and give away. But that's that becomes really powerful when you yeah. want to grow your thing because now we have a captive audience that we can go to and tell about our product and then those people sign up. I if, don't like to talk about our audience as captives. If, if we just... Uh, <laughs> if. I am the captain now. What is the name of that? Captain, captain Phillips? Phillips. Captain Phillips. <laughs> if we uh, had just launched a product and didn't worry about content marketing or creating an email list or anything like that, then you have to go hat in hand to yeah. advertisers and become a sponsor. Advertisers of, or other other communities that have large large uh, audiences, right? Things like that. Like yeah. so, and not to say that can't work, but it's just a whole different. It's a total yeah, like so. My absolutely. buddy Jason Glassby with Paleo Plan and other products that he's done. That he's he's like, I would love to be a blogger. It's just I'm way too lazy to build an audience. Yeah. So we always just per, put together partnership deals with large sites. Yeah. And that's how he's done really, really well. And that works for him. That's, yep. that, and yep. So that's what's to me, is so interesting about that question of where are things currently coming from? Uh, and what are, you, what are your main strengths in this? And then how can you set in motion over the next two weeks something that changes one of those things, right? So two to, to four weeks of like, so for, for us, blog posts and content, top of the list, right? Yep. Okay, so we could, we could immediately say, Either let's just leave that where it is, or let's try something dramatically different mm-hmm. and and see what can change. Like you always say this, Corbett. You're like, well, what we're doing right now is getting us the results that we're getting right now. And nothing's going to change unless we change something. So we have to try something dramatically different. And even going all the way back to the first two episodes about finding your voice as a writer and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's like sometimes you just have to try dramatically different stuff. And you've all, you've said that so many times, and now it's starting. To, I'm like, I'm starting to get it because I would never be the one to tell myself like. Okay, well now we can try dramatically different stuff, and I'm like, no, I want to do what I want to do, <laughs> you know, yeah. which means I'll stay in the same boat most of the time, right? You know, and and that's that's kind of a tough way to grow something. Well, and that so like the the flip side of that is it doesn't mean stop blogging. Like, hey, I'm going to be dramatically different, so I'm not going to no, no, blog no, it doesn't anymore. mean abandon everything. It might mean something like, okay, blogs working really well. Yeah. How do we get that in front of more people and right. in front of a dramatically larger audience? Yeah. Because that increases our likelihood of growing faster, yeah. right? And yeah. so you got to keep that in account. Yeah, and just to get back to the big picture, um, the things that we mentioned here, these are all like top line sources of audience that then be- buys our product, but there's there are things that happen in between that. So, yeah. so you can talk about increasing your audience size, your traffic or whatever, but there are other factors, other multipliers. Yeah. One big one is the conversion rate of yeah, once so let's, somebody's let's on. Let's talk about that right now because that's yeah. what we have already done. What yeah. is, so immediately you looked at where are our biggest sources of leads and sales, right? Yep. And we made that list of six. Then we realized, we, okay, we have a lot of traffic coming to this homepage at fizzle.co. Which we is our a, sales page. Which is our sales page. We have a lot of people coming to our blog posts um, and a lot of people coming to our podcast episodes. Yep. So how can we increase conversion, quote unquote, conversion meaning how to, someone being a visitor, converting that into a, an actual customer? Yeah. Right? So, so without having to grow our audience, we know that X number of people visit our sales page every day. Yeah. We're getting chances. We're getting at-bats, basically. Mm-hmm. The question is, how can we increase our average? Because let's say we have 100 people every day coming to the site. 
we get two signups or whatever it is, yeah. then how could we go from two to four? Yeah. And that would mean we'd have to double our conversion rate. And that's not outside of the realm of possibilities, especially if you haven't done hardcore attempts to optimize how yeah. readily somebody signs up. So we did that yeah. on our homepage. We did a bunch of A-B testing using Visual Website Optimizer, which I absolutely love. Yep. Uh, it's spendy, but uh, but we love it. And if you're a Fizzler, we have a I think we have a perk on that one in in Fizzle, yeah, uh, discount of some kind. But um, but so we've been using that to test everything, headlines, different designs. Yep. Um, so now the page that you land on there, we've done a bunch of testing, and this seems to be the one that's performing best. And at any, if you're in the future looking at this, we're constantly kind of testing things, seeing what works best at what at what times and stuff like that. And so what that does Go. then is is it takes those two people uh, out of a hundred that sign up and it turns them into four maybe right yeah. yeah and so then if you turn on the spout of more traffic and yeah. now you have two hundred people now you have eight people signing up because you've optimized for no, it as opposed the, to, the, no nine because you'd carry the one as opposed to four right. where you wouldn't have optimized right it, exactly right? so so in that case you've quadrupled right. the, the rate at which people are signing up which is cool but what that means for a growth strategy is that in our case we decided to prioritize Okay, let's do this. Let's work on conversions first, right? And get people, you know, to sign up more, the traffic that we already have. Then later we'll work on getting more traffic. Yeah. Just as a way of saying, well, if we got more traffic first, then we'd be squandering that traffic. Um, we squandered a launch because we're squandering our traffic because we're operating at our old conversion rates, yeah. assuming right. that we'd be able to increase. And so it's the like let's rate. let's make the most of the time and resources we pour into our efforts, right? Yeah. 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 But which, by the way, though, like like. I've always said that to people. I've always encouraged my clients as a designer for the last, you know, eight years, encouraging clients like, hey, go change things, try it out, see what's works, what works best, use heat maps, do all this stuff. Yep. This is the first time I'm actually really doing it <laughs> on our stuff. <laughs> and uh, and it, the results are sensational. That's oh, been great. Because I'm always trusting my gut and always doing stuff. And, and I can always create a vibe and an emotion online. But now I get to see which of those vibes are are vibing most. Yeah. And I'm a vibey kind of guy. Yeah. You know, live, laugh, vibe is what I always say. Mm. And mm. and this stuff now, if if people haven't <laughs> I saw that on someone's like knit pillow one day. Live, laugh, vibe. <laughs> live, oh, laugh, no. vibe. Like a little I can't believe he finds this. For stuff. people who are thinking about growth, mm. um, you know, audience growth is important. And if you have a tiny audience, then you should definitely work on growing it. But mm. if you've gotten to a point where okay, I've got all these people like on my email list or whatever, I don't get more of them to sign up. Split testing, A-B testing, whatever you want to call it now, is yeah. dead simple. And I don't want to be like the old guy who, when I went to school, we had to walk uphill both ways or whatever, but yeah. eight years ago or whatever, when I was working on my last startup, these A-B testing tools didn't exist. It's amazing to yeah. think that. But literally, they only exist because some guy worked on the Obama campaign in 2008 yeah, and and realized there was a massive opportunity because he was split testing stuff manually, which is what we used to have to do. Yeah. You used to have to write software to track all of this stuff and figure it out for yourself. Now, basically, you go to Visual Website Optimizer or Optimizely; they're both good, and you type in your URL to your homepage. It pulls it up for you, and then it lets you change it on the fly. Mm-hmm. You can change your headline, you know, yeah. and and then. It will compare those two versions for you and just tell you which one's better. Yeah. It's a really simple process and it's really powerful. And so for us, what we did was we took our homepage and we came up with like three, you, you designed like three new, dramatically different versions of the homepage. Yeah. And we just ran those against each other. And we found that for us, 
Uh, we s- radically simplified the homepage. Now, basically, if you go there, the one that you should see if you look at it right now yep. is headline, subhead, big video, which we spent a lot of time and effort on. It's a good video. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a little bit of a like a letter almost from me yeah. explaining what Fizzle is. And just two big buttons that say, yeah. give it a shot. There's low risk. Which, by the way, I mean, how many... So it's a dramatically simplified version compared to where we were before, mm-hmm. where we had this big, beautiful, gorgeous page that went forever and had all these chunks and it looked great and oh my God, this, that, and the other. But what, what was interesting about it is you land on there and, you, and even though there's so much information, it can feel less clear mm-hmm. what it is. And now it feels extremely clear what mm-hmm. it is. The ask that we have there is like, sign up. It's a dollar. Give it a try. You can cancel anytime. There are no contracts and no hidden fees. We absolutely guarantee it. Yep. So the... What's interesting to me is the sales page matches the offer. Yeah. Sign up for a dollar. Here's the reasons why you should trust us with right. your dollar. Here's why there's no contracts, no hidden fees. This is why we do what we do. This is what our community looks like right now. And this is what our goals are and what we think your goal should be as well. Yes. Right? And and now I look at every freemium offer everywhere and I see these long, chunky pages and I and I kind of I wonder how much. Not everywhere tested. though. If you go to Netflix mm-hmm. or yeah. if you go to Dropbox, mm-hmm. totally. Those Offers are really simple, and those are the biggest services, and it yeah. makes you wonder. Like, but like new new startups and all this stuff. So, d- as de- for designers out there, I mean, the reason why I went with a with a letter type thing from you is because I thought I remember that mm. letter page that Jason Freed did for some something on Thirty Seven Signals, some like yeah. like mastermind type group yeah. that he did. It was just a letter. It was a letter for a very exclusive group of. Oh, you know, that was that. Um, yeah, I know what you're talking and about. And I just was yeah. like, "There's something so compelling about this." Right. It's a CEO. It's a it's a message from the from the desk of the of the boss. Yep. You know, it's a memo. Yep. And I loved that, and I wanted to create that vibe there because it feels just. It's just that's what you want to create on your pages. You know, you don't want it to be daunting. You want it to yeah. feel personal. You want to feel interesting and and fresh. And so all that to say that is. That is conversion. That is, hey, we have this traffic, we have these pages. These are the pages where the things end up happening, the conversions end up happening. We can take these 25 visitors uh, that are resulting in two people signing up and turn it into four. Right. And now we've just doubled but things. you can't do that by changing your button color from red to green. It doesn't Correct. work that no. way. And I think that's what people think about split testing as. You need to test the most powerful... Um, calls to action on your most page. most powerful thing you know and you've always told me the most powerful thing you can split, you can split test on the t- page is your main headline yep right your main big headline is the no, is the number one thing that can that that is responsible for a conversion yeah because immediately i land there i kind of take it in in a second and i'm either trusting you or i'm distrusting you from the start yep i either feel like i'm a part of this or i'm not from the from the start yep uh and then the design wise needs to look good needs to be good and there's a wide range of good so it's not like there's good and there's bad yeah there's a huge wide range of good and and that feels trusty and stuff like that. And you don't know. So people ask us all the time when we do Fizzle Fridays and office hours and things like that. They're like, hey, would you look at my sales page and tell me or within the forums? They ask this all the time. Hey, would you look at my sales page and give me feedback? Well, I'm happy to do that. However, I can't tell you what's going to work better. Yeah. Yep. The only people that can tell you are your specific target audience. And the only way to know is to test it. And yep. instincts don't carry you through on this stuff. You know, you might yep. pick completely different than the test turns out. We yeah. might have picked a different homepage than what is now the best one for us. Well, right. I did for a long time, right? right. And, right. and exactly. there's, there is this interesting tension that I like living in between like, no, listen, I know what I want this thing to represent and how I want it to be perceived out there. So I could put, we could put a long ass sales page and highlight the text and circle the buy button and put in like the something, something, something. And maybe that'll perform better, but we know we don't, 
want to be because we don't reflect be, your values. Right? Yeah, you because it's got to reflect you. And culturally, yeah, yeah. that would be saying something mm-hmm. else about us. So operate within your own constraints, whatever those are. But we don't make a constraint saying our sales page has to be this long yeah. or this yeah. long. Okay, now hold on, other. hold on, because we've been talking about how do we get our thing, how do we get to growth, and all we've talked about is what do we have existing right now. Yep. These are all so we're, these are the early stage baseline foundation stuff of of growth where uh, catalog where your stuff is coming from where your traffic and conversions are coming mm-hmm. from and then optimize your conversion things your right. page your email list your whatever it ends up being right whether it's an email that goes out test that headline test that subject line all that stuff right so just so that you you're feeling re- when you get to that confidence because you don't need to, you don't test it very much i mean you throw like five options at it let it figure out which one's best and then you're like oh my gosh that one's a lot better and that's just really interesting and maybe you want to do another test with another five options based on that one as a as a that, that like that takes you down a new direction. That's fine. You don't have to do it very much to feel a lot more confident that the tools that you have are doing what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And you could mm-hmm. you could spend an untold amount of money and untold amount of time trying to up to conversion by a point oh one percent more and more and more and more. And it's the law of diminishing returns, right? Yeah. At some point, it's just not worth investing. In but it. that initial stuff to get that confidence is a great boost. So now let's talk about going out into the world to get more stuff. Okay. Great. Yeah. Let's so do, we've set you up to maximize the return on yeah. that. So point. Corbett, let's all go through and, and say one really quickly. Okay. Okay. What would you say is like what one? You, well, I'll start first. Just like one really quick, one quick channel. one off the, off the top of the, like a tactic thing oh, to do. Channel? Guest okay. posting, right? Find a blog out there that is in your, in your sort of topic area that yeah. has a larger audience than yours and that you can, you can become a part of writing there, right? Find several and pursue them all. Mm-hmm. And this, and develop a piece, uh, something, uh, something that you could write an article for each of those places. That's that's custom. Now you're here on smartpassiveincome.com because you're interested in X, Y, and Z. The largest problem I had with X, Y, and Z was Y. And here's the nine things that I did to figure it out. Yep. Right. And so real customized, real direct to that, uh, to that thing. So guest posting is is a great way to get in front of new eyeballs. What would you say? Um, Just a quickie one. Yeah, a quickie one for us. Uh, these are these are some things that haven't necessarily worked well for us, but mm-hmm. that we're actually looking into or we're dabbling with yeah. right now. Um, one is advertising. Mm-hmm. So you know, everybody from Facebook to Twitter to Google is very happy to take your money and uh, put your <laughs> copy or photos or whatever in front of people. And if you can be smart about it and send them to the yeah. right place, and you know how much you can afford to spend, yeah. then uh, that can bring in revenue. But you have to have uh, patience deep enough pockets to get things right and you have to realize that you're not going to nail it on the first try. You're going to have to iterate to figure out what the right combination of ad and landing page and then flow once they're on that landing page, all that stuff is going to be. Yep. Barrett, what would you, where's uh, another one would be uh, traditional kind of public relations, going to traditional publications and saying, Hey, look at how cool we are creating some kind of newsworthy story and asking someone to cover it. A great example of this, my buddy who runs a, a clothing company called Mizzen and Maine, mm. and uh, he makes performance. Fabric I like those shirts. shirts. You, you nice. know him? Yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's a great guy. I want to get one. Have him send us some, some fizzle right, ones. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> Kevin, if you're out there. Uh, so, anyways, he he went on a big PR push, and I'm not sure if he did it or he had someone. He hired someone to do it, but it's been hugely successful for him. He's been all yeah. in all the major magazines and everything. And that's driven sales for him. Mm-hmm. That's hard. Yeah, it's really hard, but it is a tactic that you a can great use. a great point on that is not squandering your launch, right? So you have a launch, perfect time because yep, it, these are newsworthy, newsworthy, event. newsworthy yep. events are just so hard to come by. There aren't a whole lot of yeah. them, uh, and um, also you know if you're building a course on you know how to uh, how to change your habits or something, yeah, 
if you don't have something that's like dramatically different from other courses or noteworthy or yeah. some breakthrough science that you're basing your thing on, you're probably not going to get major press for it. Yeah. Here's, um, here's another one. Uh, let's keep going in the round on quickies. Okay. Okay. And if you have deeper ones, we'll, we'll go deeper on them. But I just want to make sure that there's a lot of ideas that get out there because mm. most of these listeners are smart enough to go like, okay, so if I was going to do a press release, what would it be about? And they can figure it out there. Yeah. You know. So uh, joint venture stuff, right? You find a partner mm. that needs something that you can do really well, and you need their audience. Right. Right. This is a little bit like like doing a guest post somewhere, yeah. right? But but it doesn't have to be on a blog. It can be a part of a product. It can be part of right. education around a tool, for example. Like our friends at Gumroad partnered yep. with us a while back to create a guide yep. about how to get started with Gumroad quickly. Yep. Uh, Fizzle.co slash guides to see all of our guides. Yep, that's yep. right. Uh, if you're not familiar with Gumroad, it's a really quick and easy way to get your digital product uh, or even some, they do physical products yep. as well. But to get your thing online so that you can sell it so to figure to de- deconstruct that that partnership they we're really good at educating about stuff especially online business stuff because we live breathe and live and die by this thing do you know what i mean by yeah. doing by being able to sell stuff online by being able to create something that's interesting and solve someone's problems to get them to buy something online right mm-hmm. gumroad's this amazing tool to be able to do that so we know we can teach people how to use that and compel them to to start doing that. And we also have this audience. And Gumroad's like, okay, hey, let's work together to to teach our audience and your audience exactly how to use this. What are the use cases? What are some of the more hidden features like doing, you know, recurring payments or stuff like that? And let's do a quick, let's do a video that shows them that. Let's do a beautiful you know, really beautiful guide. And let's hear from some experts. Video uh, with uh, Caleb having a mustache drawn yeah, on. Yeah, it's so good. Great. It's good. So, uh, so we knew what we were good at. Yep. And they knew what what they needed. Or yep. and somehow we just started interacting with them. Yeah. Right. So so that's, good. that's where it starts. Is is we met them at uh uh like conference stuff probably. I don't even know when where we met them. How did we meet them? It must guys? have been maybe Ryan and Caleb knew each other or something. Well, you did a founder story with. Uh, oh yeah, Sahil and and Ryan. Yeah, but I feel like Caleb had met them before. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So it, well, it comes back to relationships, right? Yeah, I mean uh, that's where yeah. that stuff has to come from. Totally. Yep. Okay. So what else? Uh, so there are always other platforms that yep. have an existing audience that you can tap into. So okay, um, you know, if you wrote a book, you could put it on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could build up a YouTube audience or a Facebook page or whatever. SoundCloud, Sound- yeah. Snapchat. Uh, all that yo stuff. yep just going where people <laughs> just going where other people are and <laughs> um and more specifically places where you can publish content or cut yep. audio and um high five yeah linkedin linkedin <laughs> no really though yeah yeah uh geo cities geo elo elo is a new one yeah yeah, yeah. elo um okay we're shut we're the elo the and then uh, shut the elo uh another one would be um new uh, content channels. So there's kind of three primary ways you can create content, right? It's audio, uh, video, or written. And so if you're not doing one of those things, yeah. you can attract a new type of what reader, about telepathy? listener. I feel like mm. you're leaving. Mm. Uh, yeah. I forgot telepathy. Yeah. Telepathy is um, wide open right now. By yeah, it really one is. of the fastest yeah. growing, hottest channels I could think of because you can really make a splash. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. You can really yeah. get inside somebody's head. <laughs> <laughs> oh god i wish i had a bell to ring <laughs> just end the episode oh man what do we call those what do we call the bombs from corbett no oh, those are corb bombs corb bombs, corb yeah. bombs. <laughs> is that one b two b's uh, the there's two 
Yeah. Uh, um, uh, let's see. What what else is there that we haven't covered? Well, one one other thing is um, there's kind of two ways about going about growth. There's yeah. like the immediate. I want to put this thing in front of someone. I want them to click on a link and I want them to sign up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's also the longer term game. And one thing that we found out is that um, Clicky is a one of the analytic services that we use. It'll tell you. Google Analytics will tell you this too if you know where to look. Um, how many visits on average someone makes to your website before they sign up mm-hmm. and how many days elapse between that. And we found recently that people visited our site like three and a half times before they signed up and it took on average 18 days or something. Well, so this idea that there are these people out there and all you have to do is let them know about your thing and then they sign up yeah. as soon as they find out about it. That's not how it works. And that's why email is so important mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you got to get people to come back, check things out multiple times. Yep. And if, you don't have their email address, they're just going to forget about you and move yeah. on. So you need to think about it on longer-term cycles, and then you also need to think about growth from an influence standpoint. So mm. these opportunities that we have with affiliates or with um, you know getting Gumroad to partner with us or yeah. whatever, those things happen because of influence that we have. Yep. And that happens in all kinds of different ways, but we've talked about the importance of going to conferences before. Another thing is speaking. So speaking is one of those things where you're not going to get up on stage and then uh, you know after your talk get down and check your phone and all of a sudden you've got a thousand sales of your yeah. thing. It doesn't work that way. But you never know who's in the audience and you never know what level of influence you might have over them based on your topic yeah. and where that might go eventually. So that's a very long term. And these are thing. all options, right? And like, there's no. You might be really great at speaking. You might be really bad at speaking. You might right. be really great at writing blog posts. You might be really great at doing podcast episodes or YouTube videos, right? It doesn't matter that you cover all the bases necessarily. It matters that you know what you're good at and that you're leveraging that uh, to, I, I don't want to say to the best of your ability because we can all do a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We can all do more. We can all drive ourselves crazy and end up burnt out like crazy people, you know? But but just like the sense that like, that is a great tip to to be a speaker somewhere. But what's great about it is becoming a speaker going and doing it because you never know what event you're going to get something you're never going to know when someone's in the audience you're never going to but over time of speaking you're growing your audience one seven fifteen people at a time right of people going like i like the way that she puts things together i like the way that he thinks about this stuff i like the way that they that they feel together on stage and their body pushed up against mine when we were Never mind, but but it makes me think of one of the things that we haven't talked about is like a sale, doing a sale. Like you have a hundred dollar product, like you and it's and it's kind of middling. It's barely you know you get one a couple of sales every now and again. <laughs> well, put it on sale and do some sort of like I guess people would use like an app sumo or something like that to do a bundle thing or stuff like that. But you can do a sale if you have an email list, if you can get involved with your with another audience, mm-hmm. if you can create another piece uh, for that, like some sort of guide, some sort of interview series that then you partner with some site that has a big audience and you're able to say, listen, for you guys only, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut the price in half and I'm going to add this thing right. if you get it within the next three days. you know. And, it, and yep. it's, it's a tactic that, do, that does something to get people in the door for your thing yeah. that then gets you hopefully... Then, then they buy. I mean, let's be honest. What we're hoping here, and what we're assuming, is that you have a good product yeah. that people are going to get. They're going right, to go through, and that they're going to. At the end of it, they're like, "I like what you do. I'll be there when you have the next thing because I struggle with this stuff." Yep. You know, and and you're helping me solve my problems. So, two quick things for me sure. on this. Uh, one is, so there's all these options available to you, right? And the reality is that you can't do them all well. 
and you're going to have well, to prioritize. Maybe you can. <laughs> yeah. You're going to have to prioritize between these, right? And yeah. so it's just like the productivity course you put together, Chase, where if you have all these options on the table, you're mm-hmm. going to have to figure out what are you good at and what can you execute on given the time and resources you can pour into this. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing, right? You yep. have to prioritize these and pick some, yep. which is probably where we're going with this conversation. And the second is that with something like a sale, that's a one-time thing yeah. or, or every so often thing, yep. right? And, and so if you, you do it all the time, guess what you're doing? You're burning your audience. Exactly. Yeah. And so you might be able to get some of that low-hanging fruit, which is something that we've done here yeah. with different tactics. LHF sure does taste good sometimes. LHF, LHF, <laughs> low-hanging fruit. Um, <laughs> but the, the flip side of that goes back to your point, Corbett, which is if you create a system for growth, what Jim Collins calls a flywheel or what startup people call repeatable customer acquisition engines, all that kind of stuff, then you've got a consistent, sustainable way to grow. Yeah. And you might start with some low-hanging fruit to get those quick wins, which gives you momentum and makes you feel good. But I think over time, what you want to move towards is a systematic way. Well, and I think the I think growing. the low-hanging fruit can be part of a system. So true, true. So yep. maybe you have an annual sale. Yep. Like yeah. no, like Nordstrom, for example, right? They have like a yep. couple of sales a year, and you look forward to those things, and it's a big deal. So even yeah. big companies can do that kind of thing. That's a great point. So you build it into you a build system. it into yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or like us right now, we're we're running a member referral contest. Mm-hmm. So Fizzle members right now, um, if you're in, you can if you refer five people in the month of October, then we give you free Fizzle for life. It's right. a pretty incredible deal. We may or may not do that. Tammy, I don't know if you know this, but this is a pretty incredible <laughs> deal. Really, five five? That's home, it. Oh my god! How network. do you stay in business? But. Um, <laughs> The idea being that we may or may not make that permanent. We probably won't, but that's the kind of thing we could run once a year. Right. You know? Yep. And then you get better each time that you mm-hmm. do it. So that can mm-hmm. be part of this. Okay. We got about two minutes left. Okay. What do we want to say? What do we want to like? Like, if I would say wrapping up this, so let's just go around and say, what's the one thing you would take away from the end of this? Let's, let's just go with you, Corbin, on this. Um, so I would, uh, you know, first of all, sit down, look and see what's worked before. Um, get everything, you know, brainstorm all the ideas you have that might lead to growth Mm -hmm. and then be smart about creating a plan, you know, a little strategy to say, okay, you know what? I'm going to be realistic. I have limited time. I don't know what's going to work. I think these five might be the best. I'm going to spend the next three months like systematically working on each of these. I'm going to run some Facebook ads for, you know, three weeks and I'm going to try to fix it. Do the best yeah. I can. Yeah. If that doesn't work, then I'm going to go on a guest posting binge, and I'm going to go around to everybody that I know for three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to work on optimizing conversions for three weeks. You know, and just pick out little chunks. And this is kind of how we operate as a company, um, based on you know we don't know exactly what's going to work, but if we systematically try this stuff out, hopefully we'll find one that does. Yeah, yeah, I think it's great. Um, you know, for me, it's about how do you go from launching and having a sum of money in your pocket yeah. to growing into a real business. And you could go with the launch every six months kind of thing or launch Mm -hmm. every three months kind of thing. And I I don't know that we're proponents of that. Maybe we are, maybe we aren't. But uh, I think what it's about is, like you're saying, run experiments, be okay with the fact that some of them aren't going to work. And so with that in mind, set good parameters for yourself and look at it like a scientist would. Like, oh, that's interesting. So what do I change based on that? Or what do I learn based on that? And your goal is... 12 or 18 months from now, you've learned a lot in three-week segments from these experiments. And maybe you don't do it for a whole year. Maybe mm-hmm. you do it for three months. But the point is you'll find what works for you mm-hmm. to grow over time. And I think that's the goal here. Yeah, for me, the first thought is, I mean, my heart goes out to the people who 
uh, it's like Corbett, you can get like that news that like, hey, it's not doing as well as I thought it would, and you'd be like, all right, let's be realistic here. I'm going to put together a program. I'm going to do this, that, and the other. I yeah. have, I have limited time and I have little limited uh, energy, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to have a little bit of a plan put together. And uh, as you can see, I have uh, Facebook uh, here. I'm going to try. Like I just go straight to like, I'm worthless. Ah, <laughs> everything's falling apart. I don't know who I am. I, I knew it. I knew I was an idiot. Yeah. How could I have thought I could do this in the first place? Right. So my heart goes out to you first of all and you're not dying this is just what it's like right. to do it i mean i've been in in you know startups where, where like like companies that were making lots of money where you have this feeling companies that were like you know in just a few million dollars of investment from angel investors and you have those big highs and those big lows right same thing with us as bootstrapped sort of just going from month to month with with a, a viable yeah. little what do we call it? <laughs> good little business glb um but <laughs> but um but so it's like it's always like this yeah. when you're at the helm yep because guess what you really want there to be a boss to say like well what we got to do is this that and the other and corbett can be that boss for you if you listen to the show back again when you get in this stage again you know because you can say like go okay that's fine you're not falling apart you're not dying you're not a pos you're, you're like it's all happening and this is what it's like right now so follow corbett's advice realize uh, that you have a short amount of time you have a li- you have a limited amount of time not a short amount of time a limited amount of time Write down all of the things. I mean, that, that's what we spent half the episode talking about, like, are just like examples of existing channels, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's good because I think that's where you got to start. First of all, take inventory because that'll tell you a lot about where you can start optimizing. So we talked about conversion and stuff like that, things that you're already doing. Mm-hmm. Then you can try new stuff Facebook, all this other, other advertising, et cetera. You can, you can maybe get a new suit. You know that that's helped uh, for me in the past. Uh, yeah. A new pair of running shoes, double breasted. Yeah, uh, some uh, stuff like that. Double breasted. Yep. Anything really? Wide tie cufflinks. WTCs. Wide tie. That's yeah. bold these days. I know. That's the opposite. Shoulder pads. Wide tie. You were going. You going double Windsor? Uh, no. Yeah, I always go against the grain. Here. I go. I, mean, I go super tight double Windsor. That's what I do. Super so it's like tight. It's, it's it's a symmetrical knot. I don't know that we were talking about knots. I think we were thinking we were talking about like the tie itself and how wide the tie. <laughs> yeah, he had moved right. on though. Yeah, okay, all right, all right. Anyhow, wide tie is so funny. <laughs> wide what tie. are you like? I know. <laughs> What's his name? Steve Harvey up there, <laughs> yeah. just in like a massive. <laughs> I have been Chase Wardman oh, Reeves. God. I've been Corbett Wide Tie Bar. Oh <laughs> man, I've been Barrett Allen Brooks. Woo, B A B. Woo, woo. Show notes. Fizzleshow.co slash 75. Listen, if you want to know what the thing was all about, it's just head to fizzleshow.co slash 75. You're going to find a 12 second video that's become a rally cry for us. That's F I Z Z L E show.co slash 75. We got this note from a a listener recently, and it really made my day. He says, What the Fizzle Show has given me so far is a sense that I am not alone. That what I'm doing is okay, and that it makes sense. Most people in my life don't get it, and you guys do. That absolutely made my day. Uh, So do me a favor. If you like this show, if you like listening to us crazy people, uh, leave us an honest rating in iTunes. Uh, I'd be really grateful if you did. Uh, we absolutely read every one, even if you're in another country. Uh, do you know how to do that? Simply open up iTunes, search the iTunes store for Fizzle, click the awkward white dude's faces, 
and tell us and the world what you think of the show. I just celebrated nine years of marriage and two years of fizzle. Do you know when your anniversaries are? Get those suckers on the calendar. Buy yourself some bubbly. Find care. Take care. Serve hard and dig in. Thanks. I'll talk to you next Fizzle Friday.